pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, live here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station, 1410 Wing AM. Excited to be with you here on a Monday. Mr. Kev Nash, happy Monday. Welcome in. What up, though? Nothing is up. We're going to talk NBA for three hours today. We're not talking NFL. <laughs> you know, you think I'd become numb to, uh, you know, dreading the three o'clock hour uh, to to address, you know, I have to face the, the fire now, you know. <laughs> the thing that people drive me crazy with is, and, and by the way, welcome in, everyone, to the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, live on 1410 Wing AM. We're streaming live at wingam.com and of course live on Facebook and uh, ESPN Dayton's YouTube channel. So make sure you go and check us out on all of those platforms. I need to start with this because I heard KB reference my scenario that I had presented to everyone on Friday. You do realize that wasn't an opinion. That wasn't a hot take. Uh, the people that just, uh, they, they, it, it wasn't a hot take. If that like this, why are you scrunching your face? You gotta understand something. <laughs> Kenner didn't make that scenario up. If the Browns would have won and the Bengals would have lost, the Browns would have been in first place. That's not an opinion. That is a fact. Dot 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 that dot. Is like the, so when the so if the 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 World Series coming up, if the Astros win four of the seven mother freaking games. They're the World Series champions. If they don't, are they going to say, Kenner, that was a hot take you had. If the Astros would have won four of seven, they would have won the World Series. No, that's a fact. That's what would have happened. That's what will happen if they win four of seven. So when I said, if the Browns win and the Bengals lose, that the Browns will be in first place, that wasn't an opinion. That was a fact. We're going to get to the end of the season coming up. Mm -hmm. You know what's going to happen? All these prognosticators out there are going to put out these things called prognostications of, oh, you know, the playoff scenarios. Here's what happens. This team needs to win. This team would have to lose. Uh, then this team over here would have to tie or lose. Those aren't hot takes. You're not going to get mad at them if none of those scenarios pan out or if one pans out and the rest don't. So why are we doing that to me? Why am I the bad guy for pointing out a factual thing that could have happened? Y'all can kiss it. Especially you. I wasn't even going to go at you, but you were scrunching your face when I was talking. So what up? <laughs> because you put the caveat on there, dot, 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 that the Falcons will beat the Bengals and the Bengals that, will beat the Ravens. Uh, semantics here. I mean, no, that's not the point. That, that, that's not the point. <laughs> that's exactly the but point. that's not what these idiots are trying to come that, at me and I, tell me. You're I'm not, not an idiot. I'm You're not, not an idiot. I'm not talking about them. I'm not having a conversation with them. I'm having a conversation with you. So that's what I'm scrunching my face up for. That's why I would say, mm, mm, you kind of made a prediction on what was going to happen in Cincinnati, and you kind of made a prediction what was going to happen with the Browns and the Ravens, and neither of them came true, and now you're in third place. Well, yeah. We're not in last? No. So there is that. <laughs> no, you're fans, not in last. We do have that going for us. Three interceptions uh, by my but uh, rookie quarterback. So Ron Broadstock on Facebook, he goes, can we just call it Meltdown Mondays? <laughs> That's basically what Monday is for me every single week. Ron Broadstock says it's his favorite Mondays. We should just start calling them Meltdown Mondays. Rolando. What up, Rolando? He's been coming out to Frickers and hanging out with us the last, actually more than just the last couple Sundays. Uh, but uh, we met him during the playoff run last year. It's kind yeah. of funny. I don't see Rolando all last season. It's all of a sudden. Man, I didn't even see him the week that they played the Raiders. It was, oh, they beat the Raiders. Now Rolando comes strutting into Frickers. His face is all painted. He's all big old Bengals fan, right? No, I like Rolando. He's good people. But he says, don't 
start. Don't start what? Oh, what? I'm going to start out like the Bengals do. I'm going to start out hot and then just kind of fade the rest of the way. What? what I say? Well, they started out cold and they're starting to warm up. Now, I meant yesterday's game. They started out as hot as could be. By the way, I, I can't criticize what J- Joe Burrow looks freaking amazing yesterday. Looks amazing. That's all I got. I, I mean, that's, that's as uh, hot takeish as I get. By the way, we're live on Facebook, live on YouTube. You can check us out there and jump in on the conversation. But uh, that's where we're picking up. Uh, Mark Smith, hashtag Kenner was wrong. Those were scenarios, Mark. <laughs> that was not. <sighs> Don't make me, Kenner. Don't make me. We're only five minutes into the show. Uh, Brandon Kelty says, because you act like a troll about it. No, because you guys are sensitive-ass fans. That's what your problem, Brandon. I don't act like a troll about it. How is it I'm a troll because I'm saying things you don't like, but you say things I don't like, so does that make you a troll? I'm just curious. I want to know how this works. What is the definition of a troll? Uh, The definition of a troll is anybody that says something bad about your team, but then aren't we all trolls because don't we all say something bad about somebody's team at some point in all of our miserable lives? Hmm? I don't know. I I think even Kev who most people would not consider a troll. Pretty sure you've said something bad about someone's team before that would technically make you a troll. I'm going to have to look up Urban Dictionary's definition of a troll. Yeah, well, you're Give me a moment. look up the same spot that you find Trap Game. Congratulations <laughs> to the Buckeyes for winning the Trap Game. You aren't satisfied with their Trap Game victory? Not good enough for you? It was a trap. You, you, they won the Trap Game. Not trap. And by the way, it was a Trap Game. <laughs> they won the Trap Game just because they, they passed won, the test. I I that was more like a pop quiz, like an open book pop quiz. The Iowa a test, a three and three. Now they we passed the four. test of a trap game. A trap game is not a test. That's just a, it's just a definition of what a game is. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> I thought I educated you last week, Kev. Come on. I'm, I'm asking you if it's a trap game and they pass the test of a trap game. Yes or no? Uh, uh, not that I mean it was they did what they're supposed to. They put fifty up. If a bad day for Ohio State is still fifty, and they yes. didn't have the greatest day, they did. That's what makes Ohio State so damn special is the fact that they did not have their best day uh, on sun- Saturday. Get my days mixed up, and they still put fifty up on one of the top defenses in the country. So we'll get to the college football side of things later. Uh, let's see. Jesse Terry says uh, you're being very undoed, Kenner. Calm down, <laughs> little buddy. Oh, little buddy. Oh, that's your little buddy, right? Well, that little wasn't buddy. nice. That wasn't nice. My gosh. Uh, Brandon says, uh, you purposely antagonize people to get your interactions. No, that's the thing. I truly despise the Bengals. No, this isn't an act. This is truly who he is. I, I truly, dis- <laughs> uh, I'm disgusted with the Bengals and their fan base. I'm impressed with how they looked yesterday, by the way. But I have, like, a lot of really close friends. We hang out all the time, and there's quite a few Bengals fans within that group. And, like, I'm rude to them. I always tell them, I love you guys, (laughs) but I hate you on Sundays, just so we're all clear. Uh, But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, Let's see. Ryan Ryan Strong says, trap game next Monday. What's the spread? (laughs) Bite bite me, Ryan. How about that? (laughs) Doug Toby says, in the dictionary under troll, it says Kenner. This is coming from the guy, Kev, that if you look at his Facebook profile picture, it's Brutus peeing on the Michigan M, and he's going to call me a troll. That's what we're doing. And I like that your hat, by the way. I like your hat. Thank you. What's your hat say? Trap. Trap game, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you meant to do that. <laughs> no, it was the only cat I saw. First hat I saw this morning that matched what I had on is I need a haircut. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But the Bengals dominate the Falcons yesterday, 35-17. Uh, to 17. Joe Burr completes 34-42 of 42 for 481 yards and three touchdowns against the worst passing defense in the National Football League. All facts, not, not opinion. This is just a fact. He did throw for that many yards. He, he dominated. And he, he seems to like to pick on the very, very bad defenses. He does. I mean, there's – I mean – not a lot of quarterbacks out there can have consistent success against the worst defense, passing defenses in the NFL. But 
if we can all have a serious moment, I have no problem having a serious moment about the Cincinnati Bengals. They are ascending while a lot of teams are flatlining or getting worse. Yep. That's something I can't deny. I'm watching a Cleveland Browns team that started out 2-0, and uh, and they, well, they've lost five straight. So, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I'm watching that team just get worse. Although, we'll get to the Browns in a moment. I thought they actually looked better yesterday, but, uh, you know, we'll get to that game in a moment. Doesn't get Looking better doesn't give you anything in the wins and the losses column. The crazy thing is, as good as the Cincinnati Bengals have been the last couple of weeks, this isn't like the college football playoff where we kind of gauge you on how you look on Saturdays. This is where you're at right now. At four and three, if the playoffs started today, the Bengals aren't even in the playoffs right now. That's kind of how you know, wonky the AFC has been mm-hmm. this upcoming season. But Joe Burrow last night, or, on, or yesterday afternoon, I want to be clear here. The way he looked yesterday, the way Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and, my gosh, even Tyler freaking Boyd yesterday. You want to know why I get so irritated with the Cincinnati Bengals? Is because I know that they could do that every single week. And my problem with them, Kev, is they don't. I don't expect Joe Burrow to throw for 480 yards every single week. But my point is, is he should look as dominant as Josh Allen. He has more weapons than Josh Allen. He has more weapons than Patrick uh, Mahomes. But yet... This is why I've been as critical as I have been on the Cincinnati Bengals, especially this season. Maybe last year was a little bit of a trolling effort, but let's be clear. not any. I don't think even the most diehard Bengals fan outside of Charlie believed that their team was good enough to not just uh, you know win some games, but win the division, get to the playoffs, get to the Super Bowl, and be with one play of winning the Super Bowl. None of you thought that a year ago. So that doesn't make me a troll last year for saying that this team's not good enough to win last year. Now, I did it every single week all the way up to Super Bowl Sunday. I hope I don't have to do that again this year. But that's where we're at. So when I see the team look like they did yesterday, I don't think I'm wrong for holding that team to a standard of maybe not 480-yard passing yards a game. But my goodness, they should overwhelm teams. Josh Allen overwhelms team, and he has less weapons than Joe Burrow. Patrick Mahomes overwhelms teams, and he has less weapons than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow every once in a while overwhelms teams. Joe Burrow is not an overwhelming force that hits you every single week. Once he gets to that point, my goodness, look out. I will quit radio. All right? The (laughs) second that Joe Burrow becomes Joe Burr, Every single week, and not just once every couple of weeks, because that's what he does. He'll have a great game like this, and then when he loses to the Browns a week from tonight, and then I'm going to be ha, 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 ha the whole time. Can't wait. Can't wait for Halloween, by the way. Uh, but the <laughs> point is, is this is why all of you Bengals fans should just pipe down when your team's not playing well and people are criticizing them. Because then what you guys do is you come out and say, see, I told you, I told you, all while looking stupid because your team is 4-3. and three. How, This is why I've been so hard on the Bengals. is because they shouldn't be 4-3. and three. They shouldn't have been. I mean, a scenario would have played out yesterday that they could have been a last-place team. Had they lost to the Falcons, the Browns won, and the Steelers won, which the Steelers almost won and the Browns almost won. All right? It's not like that scenario was that far off from potentially happening. The Bengals could just as easily be a last-place team, even right now, as they are, you know, right there at the top of the division. So... No, Bengals fans, you don't get to do this whole aha, I told you so thing because right now they're digging themselves out of a hole that they basically almost buried themselves in. Oh, they were so close to being undefeated, but they're not. They're a team that was in the Super Bowl uh, last year that bettered their roster, that started out 0-2, and now is only 4-3. and I can't deny how well that they are playing. This is the first stretch this season, Kev, where the Bengals have put back-to-back great offensive performances together. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase finally back-to-back games where they're dominating. So with that being said... I'm not telling you your team's bad. I was telling you that your team is playing bad. Joe Burrow was not elite. The Bengals have not been elite. But you know what they looked like yesterday? They looked elite. 
All right. Um, I, I did say I was joking yesterday. People call it trolling. I was joking, but I said, watch, the Bengals are not going to overwhelm them for four full quarters because they came out so freaking hot in that first quarter, Kev. I was like, they almost came out a little too hot. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you can sustain that dominance right. for an entire four quarters. So I said, I'm curious to see once that heat wears off a little bit, where do they go? Then all of a sudden, it was a two-possession game at halftime when it should have, the game should have been done. But, again, they just put the, give the defense credit in the second half. They just, again, suffocated the Falcons to not give them any kind of hope in that second half. So I'll give credit where credit's due. Joe Burrow, yes, yesterday, fan-freaking-tastic. People, you know, yes, I did point out that they played the worst passing defense in the NFL. Because they did. And that's what Joe Burrow does. Last year, the 500 or the 400-plus yard games that he had, the two ones he had, the Ravens had no secondary help, one of the worst passing defenses in the league. And the Chiefs had one of the worst defenses in the National Football League. You could say I'm discrediting it. All I'm pointing out is, is yes, you guys use games against the. And by the way, if the Browns did this, if Deshaun Watson was playing, and the and Deshaun Watson threw all over bad defenses, you guys know you would be trying to discredit anything my team does with pointing out the same things. I'm just fighting fire with fire. That's all I'm doing. But the bottom line is, we should see more of that. Not 400-yard passing games. That's not realistic. I, could, I can't even expect that out of Joe, uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. But what we need to see from Joe Burrow and the Bengals moving forward is what we've seen the last two weeks. Their offense needs to overwhelm teams. The defense does not need to win them football games. It needs to, of course, you know, keep games from slipping out of hand. But that defense is pretty damn good, too. I saw a stat from Jay Morrison. The Bengals, I think, are like within, a, a, I believe, about 20 yards away of being a top-10 offense and top-10 defense. Already a top-10 defense. They're so close. Again, trying to dig themselves out of the hole that they put themselves in the first couple weeks. This is one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL. That's why when you brag to me about how damn good your team is, I say, then how are you only two games better than the Browns? How are you – at one point yesterday, I thought they were only going to be one game better than the Browns. Like, the Browns should not be anywhere sniffing near where the Bengals are at. We're, we're not keeping up with you. You're hanging down with us. Y'all need to make sure before you start running your mouth that you let your team breathe a little bit because I'm still not sure. And by the way, you are who your record says you are. Joe Burrow's a 500 quarterback. He wins a lot of games. He loses a lot of games. I'm curious to see where they go from here, Kev, because when they start feeling themselves, sometimes that's their worst enemy. We'll see what happens with Joe Burrow and the Bengals moving forward. The good thing for them is they got this Browns team that's fighting amongst one another right now. They're playing like absolute garbage. I would say that the season's on the line next Monday. I'm sure I'll come up with some kind of garbage to get people <laughs> invested into the game, but we all know the Browns are done. They're in the basement with the Steelers. We're fighting over a top draft pick that, we'll, that we won't even get because we've already given it away at this point. So... It's a long season, and there's a long season left to go, but uh, I don't feel too good about the Browns' chances. This opening segment's about the Bengals, but your thoughts on the, all that that I just spewed out for about six minutes straight without breathing. Go ahead. Take a breather. Um, the Cincinnati <sighs> Bengals, I like the word that you use. They're ascending. They're getting right. You know, all the mumbo-jumbo about, like, uh, not playing during the preseason, warming up to the regular season, being on the same page, not only offensively but defensively as well, making the adjustment to how they're being played this year versus how they were played last year. All those things are starting to happen for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I asked KB during the Keith Byers show out at there at Lee's Chicken today, like, where would you rather be right now? Would you rather be playing for the Ravens or would you rather be playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, even though the Ravens have the victory over them. Even though the Cincinnati Bengals are 0-2 the division, the Cincinnati Bengals look like they're headed in the right direction where you talked about with the Ravens. They look like they're just slowly but surely going downward. Yeah. So 
it's, it's there for the Cincinnati Bengals to take the division again because, I mean, the Steelers are done, the Browns are done, and it's between the Ravens and the Bengals, and we're gonna, they're going to play I don't again. I if it's that. I, I think it's the, the Bengals are ascending. I, the Ravens, they're not getting better. They're not getting worse. They just are who they are. Like, I think if you look at all the season, win one, lose one, win yeah. one, lose one. Like, I don't know. I think here by the time we get to week nine and ten, I think this is the Bengals' division to lose at this point, and that makes me absolutely nauseous just even uttering those words. Yeah, it's they, just they, part of my fault. But, but no, yeah. but like you're right. Like the ascension of a team and the dissension of everybody else is it, all in Cincinnati's favor. Like you can start. Like we talked about this with the Pittsburgh Steelers like two years ago when they started out like what eleven and zero, and all right, we're riding high, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling, and then we're all of a sudden we're not, and then the the train just mm-hmm. fell off the track. So. It's kind of where you want to be now. Do you want to be winning games now and looking good doing it and things are starting to click for you? Or do you just want to be scraping by? And that's how the the Ravens are looking like. They're looking like they're just scraping by. Now, those wins count. They count all the same, just like a loss counts the same. But, like, how you look is how you feel. And I think that the locker room for the Cincinnati Bengals feels a lot better than the Ravens right now. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash right here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410. Uh, wing AM reaction to the Bengals win over the Falcons. Someone shot me a note. I've been getting like, why do people email me? I don't get why people email me. We're live on Facebook. Uh, contact me there. I'm not going to respond to emails, but you're more than welcome to email me. Uh, but uh, the Facebook, but the emails today, people getting angry. At me. I swear you're just sitting at your cubicles at work and just bored with work and like, oh, I freaking hate Kenner. You know what? I'm just going to tell him what's up. I had a guy threaten me over the weekend, by the way. On uh, uh, email? Uh, no, uh, on Facebook. He threatened wow. me. He, said, he goes, I'm coming for you. I'll find you. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? Like, Are you Halloween, serious? I'm already a little bit more jumpy during the month of October as it is. I don't, every time I go to the grocery store. Goodness gracious. I'm not that serious, gas. people. I, that's why I said it's not religion. It's what I, I haven't said this in a while. I think I'm about to make this the new moniker, uh, return the moniker of the show. It's sports talk, folks. It's not religion. It's not politics. It's oh, sports yeah, it talk. Is. But if you tell me one more time <laughs> that the sense. No, I'm just joking. But uh, so, anyways, uh, let's see. We're live on Facebook. Your takes. I uh, want to hear them on there or read them on there. I can't hear them on there. I'm sure some of you are screaming at your computer or phone right now, though. Richard uh, Boyd says, Get real, man. The hey. Bengals' success or failure does not revolve around the Browns. All right, Mr. Boyd. You do realize that I try to keep Browns and Bengals separate. Kevin can attest to this because he also runs our ESPN Dayton social media pages. And Kev knows this. You cannot post a Browns post without (laughs) one of you morons saying, who day? Stop telling me to stop bringing up the Browns when talking Bengals when I can't talk Browns without y'all doing the who day thing. (laughs) Mr. Boyd, I love you. But come on. I don't try to make it – and by the way, they have to be about one another because it's all about the division. I do believe every time I talk Bengals, I bring up the Ravens or Steelers as well. But your dislike for the Browns, the trigger word is Browns. You hate that. That's why y'all get mad. That's why y'all get angry. That's why I'm mad. That's why I'm angry. That's why we're all <laughs> mad and angry because we all love and hate everything around our team. So, yes, uh, I, I do not – You know, we're at the point now where the Browns and Bengals, yes, that's, that's a rivalry. And that rivalry definitely boils over on this show because I can't stand Bengals fans. But I also know I have to be just nice enough to y'all for y'all to tune in every day from 3 to 6 because the bosses say, well, maybe you should just pretend to be a Bengals fan. I will quit before I pretend to be a Bengals fan. I'm not going to pretend to be a I'm not going to stoop to y'all's level. I ain't going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. David Shaw with the pill emojis. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need them. Tyler Fife says, don't lose your cool, Kenner. Oh, I, I haven't yet. Too late. 
I haven't yet. That happened around, what, like about 4 o'clock yesterday? Wait, what? Brandon Kelty says, yeah, what? <laughs> you lost your temper around 4 o'clock yesterday? Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. How do you not go to a store? Laugh my ass off. What did you just say? I said, I can't go to a store without being jumpy. I can't go get gas without being jumpy. Now I got some guy telling me he's looking for me. He's going to find me. Yeah, Jesse rolled up on you at the... Yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Chad Kinster says, I honestly don't think it's as much of a rivalry as Cleveland and Pittsburgh or Cincy and Pittsburgh. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh's not a rivalry um, because for it to be a rivalry, both sides have to hate one another. You guys do realize Pittsburgh doesn't hate the Bengals. They laugh at the Bengals. Even while the Steelers are down in the dumps right now, they still think it's adorable what Cincinnati's doing over there. As uh, Steve from Springboro would say, the Pop Warner team over on the river. Okay. <laughs> I've told you guys this story many, many times, but I'll never forget the time we had Jerome Bettis on the show, and I was all, you know, trying to feed into it. was Bengal Steelers week, and I even said it like that. Jerome, it's Bengal Steelers week. It's a big rivalry, and he started laughing, and I'm like, oh, crap, what did I say? I was, like, newer at the time, and this is back when I actually cared if I, uh, you know, annoyed a guest or not. And he said, rivalry? And he goes, absolutely not. In fact, he said that he doesn't look at the Bengals. The, the Steelers organization does not view the Bengals as a rival. They're not a rival. The Steelers look at the Bengals and they laugh at them. He said he he laughs at the Bengals. He said he actually thanks the Bengals because he had more yards against the Cincinnati Bengals than any other team in his Hall of Fame career. He goes, if you take out every all the yards he had against the Bengals, he wouldn't even sniff the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so no, it's not a rival, Chad. I don't believe that whatsoever. All right, the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash, 518-1410. That's the number you can call and jump in on the conversation. Appreciate everyone interacting on the Facebook page, but we're opening up the phone line so you guys can jump in on the conversation there. Just give us a few minutes while we uh, get some of these little paid advertisements in, and we'll be right back on the other side. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash right here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station, 1410 Wing AM. That's the number that you can call and jump in on the conversation. I'm Justin Kenner. He's Kev Nash, and we're hanging out with you here on a Monday, coming out of the weekend, of course, and NFL Week 7. Technically going to wrap up tomorrow, um, but or no, tonight, I'm sorry. Tonight, the wraps up tonight, Monday Night Football, but uh, we'll get to previewing Week 8. Again, the Browns and Bengals, Halloween night, uh, a week from tonight. We'll uh, talk about that in a moment. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State, and to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today using my promo code Kinner, K-I-N-N-E-R, you will get $100 in free bets right off the bat as an early registration bonus. So we appreciate those who are already taking the time. Although sports betting is not legal yet, it will be here in the next couple of months. We just want you all to be be, uh, be prepared. So download, uh, again, the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is free. It's safe, secure, easy to use. Come on, Ohio. This is your chance to get in on the action. Join today using my promo code Kenner, K-I-N-N-E-R. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Here's the deal. Someone shot me a note uh, on Facebook yesterday. They're like, I don't really pay attention to how other people do with gambling, but I feel like you'd be really bad at it. Like, <laughs> yep. 
I'm very intrigued when my $100 in free bets is waiting for me because I'm cool and I use my own last name to get my free $100 in free bets. I'm, I, I, there should be like an over-under bet on how long before I lose the $100 in free bets that I have coming my way come January. So, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll, see well you have a strategy when you bet, so you're yes. always happy. And Kev's a big fan of this, and he's like, Kev, it's the smartest thing I've ever heard you say. Oh, yeah. And then I'm always like, Kev, thank you. I appreciate that. You're always my, you're my, you're my rock. You're my biggest <laughs> supporter out there. Uh, but, yes, you always... Bet against your team, Ohio State, Penn State this weekend. Guess, guess who I would vote? Who would vote for? My goodness, what is it? It is almost November. Sorry, you know. Um, you know, guess who I would bet for? I would bet on Penn State to win. Oh, but you're a horrible Buckeye fan. You know what? I don't care. It's money involved. Now, if I bet on Penn State to win, okay, cool. If Penn State wins, I make good money. But if Penn State loses. I may be out some money, but I'm going to go to bed happy no matter what because the Buckeyes won. So you always go to bed happy. Always bet against your team. Bengals fans, bet on the Browns to win next Monday. I promise. Because if the Browns beat the Bengals, nice little payout, of course. You go to bed happy. You won money. And then if the Bengals beat the Browns, (laughs) sorry, it just sounded funny saying it because Joe Burrow can't beat the Browns. (laughs) Anyways, um, yeah, then you go to bed happy. Your team wins or you win money. It's It's bulletproof, Kev. Did you bet on Iowa to beat the Buckeyes this weekend? You don't bet on trap games. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's the Justin Kenner Show with Kev Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Reaction to the Bengals' dominating win over the Falcons, 35-17. It's not really so much about the score. Uh, I've said this before, that there are some of those games that the Bengals lost that had they won... Yeah, you got to feel good. A win's a win, as I always get annoyed with. I hate sports cliches. A win is a win, and it keeps you afloat. But there are wins that sometimes you don't feel good about. Like to, I don't want to get into college yet. Ohio State put up 50 on Iowa. There's a lot of Buckeye fans who still don't feel the most comfortable because we're watching Alabama and Tennessee play, you know, top football. Right now Georgia's dominating. Michigan's actually like they're really kind of getting people on board. Um, Ohio State didn't play the best the other day. They won, but a win's not always a win because we still like uh, that, I don't feel great about that win. That's where I would be at with uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati could have, you know, let's say they beat the Cowboys that week. Would you have felt great about that win? All right, at least we got a win following the Pittsburgh game. But you wouldn't have felt good about it because Joe Burrow still looked average. The offense and the defense didn't look great. So, But yesterday, the last two weeks, though, those wins have to feel good if you're a Bengals fan because you're doing it with your strengths. Barely edging by a team in a bad, you know, playing a bad game, you don't really feel good about that. You feel lucky. You feel fortunate. Feeling fortunate about a win and feeling good about a win are two different things. So that's how I feel. Like yesterday, if the Browns would have beat the Ravens, I would have felt really good about that win because I thought the Browns actually played a pretty solid game. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett didn't cost them anything. They still, I would have liked to see more of the run game. Um, and, you know, and all that said, the defense actually was not terrible. So I was actually pleased with that if they would have won. But at the end of the day... At the at the end of the day, it is one of those scenarios that you know it's a win's not always a win. The Bengals should feel good about the last two weeks because they won because of the pass game. That when I think of the Bengals, their identity is not Hendrickson, it's not uh, Hilton, it's not that defense. Although that is why they've been in position to win football games. They're, when I think of the Bengals, I think Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Yeah. And if you're winning games and they're not playing great, feel fortunate about the win, but you won't feel good about the win. I would feel good about the last two weeks with the way they won football games, Kev, because their offense is overwhelming teams now. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, back-to-back weeks. Like to, you know, I don't want to see that going, actually, because the Browns <laughs> are up next. But I would feel good about it if I'm a Bengals fan. Absolutely. You talked about it. I mean, I know from the coach's standpoint, they think a win is a win, and they'd much rather be fixing problems on the team with a win. But as a fan perspective, 
You want to look good. You want to feel good on Monday. You want to talk trash on Monday. You don't want to be like, oh, man, we barely skated past team so-and-so. Like, man, we blew them out like we were supposed to, and you can come in here with your chest out and everything like that. As the, That's the fans' perspective. But from the players' and coaches' perspective, they just want to win and fix the problems with the win. They don't want to still have to fix problems and have to be like, well, we lost too. You know, this is just one of those situations. All right, so the Bengals are 4-3 and three right now. And again, the playoffs started today. They technically wouldn't be in the playoff, but there's so much more time to go, so it doesn't really matter. But that does show you how wonky things are. Like I feel like the Bengals are behind the, the, the Chiefs and the Bills right now. I think the Bengals are probably the third hottest team in the AFC right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is what should have been the vibe from the very beginning. But you can't go back and change what has happened. You can only take care of what you're doing right now, and that's why Bengals fans should feel pretty good about it, even though I feel nauseous about it. And you know what? Good for them, beating up on the worst passing defense in the National Football League. And Mark Smith, enough. He goes, can I get a who day in the chat? Look at Ron Broadstock, who day? Look at Brian McCoy coming in with the who day. Damon Hahn. Isn't Damon Hahn a, are you a Steelers fan? A, a Steel, uh, really? Maybe Damon Hahn. I thought he was the Eagles fan. It don't matter. What is happening right now? All the who days coming in. We can't, we're not doing that. Flooding the chat with who days, eh? I wonder if on this uh, system, if I can like uh, customize, like if I could block certain phrases and words. <laughs> And names like Shaw. Like, just block them all. All right, now, 518-1410. Let's go. Uh, enough of us talking, especially me talking. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Centerville. We got Ivy. Ivy, how are you? Welcome. Good. How are you guys doing today? Not too bad. Are you a Bengals fan? What, what's, what's your story? I don't think you've called in before. Are you the guy that I said have, that you'll I... be looking for me? I don't know. Are you about <laughs> to yell at me? No, no, no. I was the guy that called in and said the reason that Kevin's last name is Nash is because what he does with his teeth and you go on your rant. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but I just want to say I'm a Titans fan. Okay. And as a Titans fan, and lost to the Bengals last year in the playoffs, and obviously my heart was broken, I, I will tell you that I think the Bengals look better this year than they did last year. And I just want to give much kudos to all you Bengals fans out there that give Kenner all the crap in the world. Because the best part of this show and the part that makes me listen is the part and I think it's funny this year, and even last year, you can't stand it when the Bengals are good. You just you don't know what to do. You have nothing to talk about because your Browns are bad. And until you get your until you get your quarterback, if you hang around, you guys will obviously probably be in the playoffs. But you have a good enough team without it. But I just think it's hilarious listening to your show and listening to you trying to make excuses for the fact that hey, I didn't really say that. Well, eh, you did. So, what did I say? Hold on. Hold up. I'm going to call you Ivy League. Can I call you Ivy League? Ivy League. What did I say? What was I wrong about? Uh, you said that, you know, hey, the, the Bengals will probably lose, and, you know, obviously the Browns will probably win, and none of that ever happened. But it is, you know, it is what it is. And like you said, I, I wasn't making a hot take. I was just saying if it, if it had happened, they'd have been in first place. Well, it exactly. didn't happen. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but that, you're missing the point of that it didn't happen. I can say ifs and buts if the Titans had beat the Bengals last year, we'd have been in the Super Bowl. But that didn't happen. So, you know, I just think it's funny. Listen to you guys. You guys are such a joy to listen to. Kevin, I don't know how you do it on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> My hat's off to you. <laughs> but you're the real MVP. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> He is, and he does it with a smile and a laugh. That's the best part. You guys are fun, fun to listen to. I can't wait to see you guys in the playoffs. Uh, that's you Bengals fans. Obviously not you, uh, JK. So, 
JK, JK. All right. Well, Ivy, hey, man, I appreciate the kind words, man. Yes, I am a pain in the ass, but uh, Kev uh, definitely does a good job. So, hey, I appreciate you, man. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. 518-1410, 518-1410. That's the number to call and, and, and jump in on the conversation. And, yes, you know, there's just – I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, man, the Browns, like, they couldn't have just hung on a little longer. They couldn't have just, you know, got me into early December – I mean, I feel have like... Have they had the bye week yet? No, they haven't had the bye week I yet. I mean, they've taken the last five weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Aye, aye, aye. Ouch. So, uh, Steve Stetler says, uh, Kev is the voice of reason. I try. But he, can we all admit that Kev, who's never wrong on anything, was wrong about the trap game? Like, I, I, I sleep well <laughs> at night knowing that I was right and Kev was wrong on something and the trap game thing, and even though he's wearing a trap hat right now. <laughs> Definitely not wrong about that. Aye, aye, aye. Five one eight fourteen ten. That's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. Let's go to Beaver Creek with Jeff. Jeff, how are you, sir? Welcome, guys. How are you? Good. I'm uh, two and five. So there you go. Well, I'm a Browns fan, but I'm a numb Browns fan. Uh, I'm a new Browns fan, so I'm not numb yet. Yeah, I want to talk a little uh, Buckeyes. That's fine. Uh, you know what aggravates me as a Buckeye fan is these fans, they, they put up 54 in Iowa. They win by 44 points, and people were dissecting their game. Michigan beat Iowa by 13. Yep. High State doubled the points. They had 27 to 27 to 14. I, I You know, I think we're going to go in and beat Penn State. No, I think a lot of Buckeye fans feel they're going to beat Penn State. Uh, but, but Jeff, this is where as we're getting like further into the season and the, and the college football playoff polls are about to come out here in, I think, about a week and a half. Next week, if I'm not mistaken, a week after. Um, I think this is a product of that. Um, the, the style points matter mm-hmm. in college football. They don't matter in the NFL. I mean, they're used in the NFL to try to get a vibe of who's playing well, who's not, if you don't want to just talk about the record. Um, but I do right. believe it comes down to Ohio State being nitpicked about that, I think is fair, because a lot of teams saw the game of the year last week with Tennessee and Alabama, and we saw how crisp and dominant those offenses looked, and Ohio State didn't look as dominant. Now, we could say they came out of a bye week. We could credit Iowa's defense, which I think is fair to do, but I don't think their Ohio State should be so overwhelmingly good that Iowa's defense still shouldn't look as strong as they did at times. I, I know where you're coming from. We shouldn't be as nitpicky, but I think that we have to be nitpicky because the committee has conditioned us to do so. Yeah, yeah, they can, they can play that game. But I think if we, we go in and, and have a two- or three-touchdown win against Penn State, we'll, we'll be number one. You could stay all the style points you want, but that's a good win on the road against a top-15 team. And, you know, and then, and then hopefully we can win the next three and get ready for Michigan. So, uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, it was kind of an up and down first half, but I thought, boy, I thought Stroud threw some good balls in the second half. And that kind of shut everybody up because he was throwing some dimes in the second half. No, and, he, uh, he was, and, and I'm not. And, and Jeff, I appreciate Jeff. Thank you, man. I appreciate the call. We'll get into some more Ohio State stuff coming up uh, around the corner. We'll definitely get into to Ohio State and kind of how they looked against Iowa. Kev was in Columbus for that matchup, so I'm I'm definitely going to get Kev's uh, take on what he kind of witnessed in, in Columbus for the big trap game victory that Ohio State <laughs> had over Iowa. But uh, all right, five one eight fourteen ten. Uh, before we move over to the Browns conversation, Kev, who do we have up? We got Theo line too. Theo on two. What up, Theo? How are you, sir? I'm doing real good, man. I just only called for one thing. Well, two things. Uh, one Ohio State thing. 
I know everybody is saying I can't even pronounce his last name. Uh, but uh, he got hurt. Jax knew. Uh, Jackson I mean, Smith and Jigba. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Okay. I want to say, in my humble opinion, he's good, but he is not the best receiver on that squad. You know who it is? Oh, you can see Marvin Harrison Jr., yeah. Yes, by far. And I don't know, he makes NFL wide receiver catches. And I watched him deliberately make sure that he had his two feet inside the line. I said, this dude, he has definitely inherited all of his father's attributes. Number two, the Cleveland Browns. I'm so tired of them. That's all I can say. I don't know what else to say. I've just, I'll, I, I've, I have exhausted all of my negativity. I, I, hey, go Bucks, go Browns. Y'all have a great day. Hey Theo, take uh, take care, man. I appreciate uh, the cut, man. That that Browns insight that basically just summed <laughs> up my next segment. To be quite honest with you, um, we'll get. To, I promise you, Ohio State's coming up in hour number two. Uh, we'll step away. Appreciate the calls, Bengals fans. We'll get uh, to more of your takes coming up. Like I said, look, the Cincinnati Bengals wins are wins, yes. But these last two weeks, these aren't just wins. This is what I. This is why I don't like the con- the idea that oh, a win is a win. Because let's say that the Bengals would have beat the Steelers in week one. Would the way you would have felt about that win been the same as how you feel about this Falcons win? I don't think so. Now, you could say, well, yes, any win. we love beating the Steelers. Okay, fine. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Let's say you escaped Dallas with that win. Would You felt, oh, man, we won. That's great. But that Falcons game this week and your game last week, we're not coming out of those saying, yeah, but. We're coming out of those saying Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have it figured out. Like, that's why I don't always believe in a win's a win. There's a lot of teams like the Giants. How about the Giants being, what, 5-1 and one now? How about the Jets being 5-1? and one? And we're looking at them, but we're not believing yet. I know we have them in our top 10 and all that, but, Kev, are we putting our money on them to win a Super Bowl? I don't, I don't think so. Biggest levels. Biggest levels to it. It's like you have to respect the fact that they're winning games. And I think there's a level of teams that you think that can win the Super Bowl. And I, obviously, I don't think they're in that tier. But at some point, we still got to give them props for what they're doing because the expectations for both of those teams weren't good coming into the season. I think everybody had them in the lower tier of the league. And, you know, as of now, they're winning a lot of games. And, I mean, I can speak from a Steelers perspective. I would much rather be in their shoes than the current shoes that I'm in. Well, maybe a better example, because you are right, because they're not starting the race from the same starting block. The Bengals came in with Super Bowl expectations. The Jets and Giants came in with expectations of being bottom feeders of the worst division in football, and now it's kind of carrying a lot of divisions. It's, it's typical football. But the Ravens are a better example to use. The Ravens beat the Browns yesterday. Are Ravens pounding their chest today saying, that's right, we won, we won? No, they feel the Ravens fans are concerned. That should have been the, the example I used in the beginning. Let's reset that. Ravens fans, <laughs> they're happy they won yesterday. But do they feel good about that win? Do they feel good about where the Ravens are at? No. And the Bengals beat the Steelers and the Cowboys to start the season. All right. Uh, and let's say you would have, when you guys beat the, if you when you lost to the Ravens a few weeks ago, if you would have beat the Ravens, there was nothing to feel good about those games. The Bengals did not look good in those games. That's why I don't believe in wins or wins because even if you would have won those losses, 
you feel good about being in the hunt and having you know a lot more wins, but you don't feel good about where your team is at. Now you're getting wins and you're winning forcefully and you're doing it because of that pass attack, which is who the Bengals are. That's their identity. And honestly, you better you have to get comfortable relying on that offense because they're lucky to have this defense right now because once all that money is piped into Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins coming up and that offensive line, they're not going to have a dominant defense. They're just not. So for right now, this is why you should feel good. I've, if I'm a Bengals fan, I feel great about the last two weeks uh, just because they're winning, and they're not winning by barely edging by or barely escaping. They're winning because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are overwhelming opponents, which is what they should have been doing all the way from week one. The Cleveland Browns, 2-5 and five, in the basement with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, our only hope is to finish the season with more wins than the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a weird, weird, uh, <laughs> it's a weird team to be kind of going head to head with. But that's where we're at. But we got a big matchup on Monday night, a week from tonight, I should say, the Browns and the Bengals. Is the Browns' season over already? We'll talk about that when we come back. Kenner Kev Nash back with you here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. Kev, we wrapped up the high school football season this past uh, Friday night, at least for our ESPN Dayton high school football game of the week. We were in Inglewood. We had Northmont and Springfield. It was 27-21 at the half, and then Springfield just unloaded one of the quickest scoring runs I've ever seen. I mean, they like finished like 55-20-something was the fine. I don't even have the notes in front of me, but uh, Anthony Brown, the kid that's going to be playing for Kentucky next mm-hmm. year, had 166 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, my goodness, the kid just, he had three catches of, you know, three catches of, of 50 or more. I mean, it was unbelievable. It did all that with only like four or five catches. I mean, Goodness. the kid's unfreakable. Shonda Myers, unreal too. The quarterback for them, I've never seen that many pro-style throws in high school, like all in one game and all in one quarter. I mean, it was just unreal. Um, but nonetheless, the, that was a long game though. It's like three hours. And then you know what annoyed me about that game too? Um, the guy sitting next to me and Keith in the press box, uh, was they were there evaluating the officials. So you could just tell when those guys are in there, and I'm sure they're very good at their job. They're all senior, you know, senior guys who've been doing, you know, they, they were officials themselves, but they're they're evaluating the officials so they can assign them, you know, playoff games, games and all that stuff. But that's what drives me crazy is I, I don't even know what the final tally was as far as like penalties were concerned. But I mean, those poor officials, they had to probably ice their shoulder the next day with all the flags that they threw. <laughs> Kev, we're talking, I didn't get home to like 11. <laughs> it was like one of the longest high school football. This, and people are like, why do you guys uh, call so many Fairmont games? Because I'm home. <laughs> I'm home by nine. <laughs> They just run, run the football. Run, 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 run. I mean, I love Fairmont. Just hand off, hand off, hand off. No, now you got two passing off. <laughs> Keith looked at me. He goes, "This uh, the first half was an hour and a half. I'm, oh, I'm not goodness. joking. It was an hour and a half first half. It was 8.30 by the time we got to halftime. <laughs> and by the way, this isn't me complaining about the kids or the teams or anything like that. But the officials, my goodness. I mean, just their poor shoulders. They're probably icing those still to this day. I mean, so many flags. Now, to be clear, stop jumping off sides. Uh, you know, stop. Illegal <laughs> formation. Uh, you know, all that. Type, you know, the delay a game. They were kind of making it a little easy. But you could tell the officials were really trying to put on a show that day, trying to get them little playoff games. Which, hey, do you. Go chase that bread. <laughs> yes, exactly. Speaking of officials. You see that Browns game yesterday? I did. I did. I As everyone up, everyone I, knows my wife is a crazy 
Cleveland Browns fan, so I have to watch those games with her. I broke my rule yesterday. Uh-oh. I even had to go and change my Facebook post because I broke a rule. I did the whole, damn officials, we're getting screwed. Oh. I did it. I haven't done that in a long time. Kev, I'm not going to lie. I felt pretty good. I had a good five, six-year stretch where I never <laughs> blamed officials for a loss. Actually, to be clear, I'm not blaming yesterday's loss on the officials. Um, I am blaming the officials from keeping us from losing the game in overtime. Uh, that's what I was upset about. I wanted to just watch more Browns football, and they just they robbed us of that. that what a bogus call, and the explanation was even worse on that encroachment. Or I'm sorry, no encroachment. The, the, the center lifted his head, looked back down, snapped it, and then they called... Off, or they called false start on the kick on a player that wasn't even on the field. Right. Um, and then when they went and rehuddled to evaluate it, I'm like, okay, they'll get this together. But when you take that time, it's one thing if you get the call wrong. Okay, fine. You sorry. You reevaluate, and then all the officials all agree that yeah, the player that's not even on the field jumped. You know, led Dino to that. Unbelievable. Um, my takeaway of the Browns yesterday, it was a must-have game. The season was on the line. The 2022 season was on the line yesterday against a division opponent because all the Browns had to do was keep winning enough games to just stay in the hunt. Stay in the hunt, stay in the hunt, get you know Kareem back. Sorry, not, we're going to talk about Kareem Hunt in a moment. Uh, but, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson back. And then... You know, that's that light at the end of the tunnel. And again, just to beat people to the punch, I don't stop with your holier than thou takes on Deshaun Watson. We're talking about Deshaun Watson, what he means to the team as a quarterback. Um, That's that light at the end of the tunnel, I think. And a lot of Browns fans thought that we'd be cruising along a lot further than this uh, to where we'd have a fighter's chance when he came back. I don't think there's going to be any chance. I think this, uh, this team is as good as done at this point. Maybe I'm overreacting. I thought once I slept on it, I'd kind of calm down. I haven't calmed down. Look, the the bottom line is, is you got to win close games, and it's one thing to be in close games. You know who we are right now. Now, I used to make fun of the Lions all the time. Now, we're sounding like the Lions. Well, we almost had a chance to beat the Ravens. We almost had a chance to beat the Chargers. You know, the you know outside of the Patriots, every one of them, the Browns had a shot to win. I don't care about that anymore. Eventually, like, you you could be forgiven in the early stages of a season. But we're officially at, what, week seven? We just wrapped yeah. up. Heading into week, or we're heading into week, what? Uh, week eight. Heading into week eight. This would technically be the halfway point of the season before they added, foolishly, another freaking game. But I'm just going to say it's the halfway point. You kind of are who you are at this point. Yeah, you are who you are at this point. This is why the Bengals are in the best shape outside of the Bills and the in the Chiefs and the Eagles. The team that's in the best shape out of all those three are outside of those three is the Cincinnati Bengals because they're the only one ascending. Can you think of another team that's ascending right now? Mm, I guess you could say the Vikings. But they've well, been pretty consistent, like consistent. But they're, they, but they're kind of who they are. They're they're going to win a lot of games. I don't think they're a true threat. Uh, you know, maybe the Niners. But they're trying to get healthy, but you can't get blown out like that yesterday. Like, uh, that was not – we'll get to that. You know how I feel about Jimmy G. That was not him. He was the one giving up touchdowns. <laughs> but the point is <laughs> – yeah, He the, sure made sure he didn't score a touchdown by throwing that pick. The, the, the Browns are who they are at this point. So you got to get through week 8, 9, 10, and 11. you got to get through four more games, and you've only won two so far to mm. just get to Deshaun Watson. And even I'm not foolish enough to expect Deshaun Watson to come in week 13 after the bye week in week 12 and pick up where he left off, averaging 285 passing yards a game, averaging three touchdown passes a game, uh, you know, being a top-five quarterback at that time. I don't think he's going to be a top-five quarterback when he immediately comes back. I think he's going to ascend into that. But by the time we get to that point, it's too late. This is what the NFL wanted. The NFL wanted – by the way, that's not why they lost yesterday. It's not an excuse. You could ring the bell because it sounds close to an excuse. I'm not making excuses. But the NFL wanted this. They wanted the Browns to pay and be punished for the Deshaun Watson saga from over the offseason and really into the start of it. They wanted them to pay. 
and they don't may not have an impact on them losing these games early on. But the Brown, the NFL wanted to make sure that if they signed Deshaun Watson and he got suspended, that oh, it wasn't going to be a little four game suspension, and they come back and then take him to the promised land because I believe Deshaun Watson's good enough with this group, with this offensive line and everything. Maybe not take him to the Super Bowl, but definitely win this weak division right now because I need to see a little bit more from the Bengals before I say that this is definitely their division. I, you know what I mean? Like it, this division is weaker than we thought it was. It was actually way more vulnerable than I thought, and the. Browns are missing an opportunity here to capitalize on it, and they're not. But the league wanted this. That's why they did the 11-game suspension. I've said before, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I would have rather him be suspended for the whole year. Put him out of their misery. All right, Then that would have forced him to either go get Jimmy Garoppolo or to forced him to blow the roster up and just count this year as a toss-in year. You know what I mean? And then reevaluate for 2023. This was the worst thing for the Browns, and I don't expect anyone to feel sorry for him. I sure don't. I'm not condoning signing Deshaun Watson for all the stuff he did off the field. But at the end of the day, they have their quarterback, and it is what it is at this point. But Cleveland losing yesterday, Kev, the crazy thing about it, they, they played well. Mm-hmm. I thought Deshaun, or Deshaun, I thought that Jacoby Brissett played well. He didn't make that big mistake. Uh, they capitalized on some big opportunities, big shots down the field. Uh, him and Amari Cooper connected on a few of that one that they called the pass interference. I mean, you see that on every play. I thought that was a bogus call. There's bogus calls in every game. It just stunk, it just stinks when it's that drive that you're coming from behind and you're trying to. That, that's you know, it, it just it's a kick to the gut. But the Cleveland Browns. They didn't jump off. So there was no offsides. There was no uh, false start on the kick. But to be fair, I'm not confident that that was a for sure thing. I'm not confident that he was for sure going to make that in Cade York. I mean, I watched it in person. Him miss that same kick against the Chargers a few weeks ago. So, no, the refs didn't cost him the game. But the refs definitely were going to make sure that Cleveland didn't have an opportunity. I mean, my goodness, Cleveland, they're not going to get any favorable calls, especially on the road. Um, and, and that's what happened. But Cleveland, they played their – I thought defensively they played well. Um, I thought that Lamar would run all over him. Uh, but Cleveland traditionally has always played Lamar pretty well. Lamar has never really torched the Browns. That's the thing that's interesting about Cleveland, Kev. In this new AFC North era, the Bengals and the Ravens are the face of this, a- this new AFC North era. But the thing that's so frustrating for me as a Browns fan, Joe Burrow has never hurt this team, and Lamar's never hurt this team. Mm-hmm. Like, the Ravens have beat the Browns, don't get me wrong, but, like, Lamar has never overwhelmed the Cleveland Browns. Like, that's the thing that's frustrating. And yesterday, Lamar was not overwhelming. Desha- uh, uh, Jaco- Why do I keep calling him Deshaun? Jacoby Brissett outplayed Lamar yesterday. Uh, he, As far as the quarterback position is concerned, Nick Chubb, Kevin Stefanski, I'm not really sure why, you know, I can see why people are getting uneasy with his play calling, um, but why not? they're not feeding the rock to him. You saw in that third quarter, that fourth quarter, they just ran the ball down the Ravens' throat. Why were they not doing that more like we saw in the opening? drives, you know, more of that in between. But bottom line is, I think the Cleveland Browns season is over. The only thing I have left is to make sure that Joe Burrow remains winless against my Cleveland Browns, and that starts next Monday night in Cleveland. But uh, your thoughts on uh, watching that game, and I hope Shayla's recovered from the brutal loss that the Browns faced at the hands of the Ravens yesterday. She hasn't, and neither has our TV. Uh, (laughs) I I got questions. I got questions for you. If you could replace any coach on the coaching staff for the Cleveland Browns, which coach would it be? Uh, Joe Woods, but again, replacing him now does nothing. Like, I'm not a big fire guy midseason. Like, I don't think because, I mean, you're going to bring in a whole new scheme. You can't really do that. You're going to bring someone else. So, Right now, firing anyone just makes absolutely zero sense. What I've always wanted, especially for a team like Cleveland that has a that needs that personality, that toughness. I love Rex Ryan. I would lo- I would do anything. I was I thought the Bengals, who have a very good defensive coordinator now, and their defense is fine. We don't need to touch it. 
I think the Browns need a tough guy like that. I think Rex Ryan would be perfect defensive coordinator. The problem is he can't put his ego aside to be a coordinator anymore. He wants to be the guy. And who knows? Give it time. He might take over as the head coach of the Cleveland <laughs> But uh, I would love Rex as a defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. I think they need someone like that. I think they had that before, uh, which is why I wasn't a fan of when they gave him the, the interim job back before they went to Freddie Kitchens. Um, but no, they need help. They need big time help. They need someone to come in and just refocus on that defense. Someone said, and we have weapons all over. I'm like, outside of Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett, I don't really know who these weapons are that everyone's talking about because Delpit and these guys have just plummeted. Their names. Their, their, their names. There's names that I latched onto without seeing anything of pure substance anyways. We became so enamored with blaming Baker Mayfield for all of our organization's problems over the last couple of years that we weren't paying attention to the deficiencies on the defensive side of the ball either. I've been complaining about the defense for the last couple of seasons to begin with anyways. That's why I said defensively, the Browns check off all the boxes, right? Statistically, I'm sorry. Statistically, they checked off all the boxes defensively. But all you have to do is watch them and know that, no, they are soft as can be. I'm not a fan of the Browns' defense. That's that's my major concern right there, more so than the offense. Um, I will be looking at special teams because they're not so special. The simple fact, r- remove the, the offsides or false start or whatever. Remove that. They decided to move up the snap. Mm-hmm. The placement of the ball for the kick. Normally, it's eight yards behind the snap. They moved it up to seven yards. I never knew you could do that until uh, yesterday, until I was reading this article about it. So they decided to move it up to give him a better chance of making said kick. But immediately, my thought was, well, doesn't that give the team, the other team, a better chance of blocking the kick? And that's what happened. The kick was blocked. At first, I just thought he just totally shanked it, but um, a Ravens player blocked it or whatever, nipped the ball, and it went left or whatever. And then I'm looking at the fact that they got Donovan Peoples-Jones back there returning punts. Shaw can answer this. I don't remember Donovan Peoples-Jones returning punts at Michigan. Like, I'm sure maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but... He's not a punt returner. I'm not sure there's too many 6'3 punt returners out there. You know, normally punt returners are quick, shifty guys, things of that nature. So it's it's a lot of things that's going on he on the special team. Oh, he did? Okay. And then, obviously, uh, DeVernay for the Ravens had that 40-plus yard punt return to set up a scoring drive for the Baltimore Ravens. You look on the stat sheet, the, the Browns dominated. You look to get the game, the Browns dominated. But the special teams, those quote-unquote hidden yardage, yep. that's where the Ravens got them. That's where the Ravens got them. And I don't think it's any mystery that Jim Harbaugh, being a former special teams coach, they have the best special teams in the NFL. And that's why I look at him crazy when he goes for it all the time. When you have not only the best kicker in the league, you got a very good return man. You have good kickoff coverage. Like, you have the hidden yardage in the bag because you put such a strong emphasis on that. So if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm I'm kicking more because I know I have these things in the bag. Special teams is one of the biggest things that we overlook as fans, but it always comes up biting you in the end. How many of these games come down to a field goal kick? Is special teams matter too? And I think that fans need to realize that a lot more. And you're right. The defense... On paper and on name alone, they should be making plays. But they just don't. J.O.K. made the play. He made the play in the fourth quarter. 
to cause the fumble, to get the Browns the ball back. I think that's probably like the first time I've seen a Browns player make a play all season. They, he calls the fumble to get it back. They go down and, and score to go ahead, touchdown on Cooper, which was called back. And this is just a small rant on me. Can, have we seen enough of Marcus Peters in the NFL? Like, are we done here with him? Like, he's not a good football player. He's uh, he's Patrick Beverly of the NFL. Like, you're not. He's not Talks the player. Yeah, he's he's not the player that he was when he was the Chiefs. He dang showing the player that he was when he was with the Rams. He's not that guy anymore. He's getting picked on. And to be perfectly honest, whenever they play man to man coverage, he's the mark. You know, they don't throw at Marlon Humphrey when they're in man to man coverage. They throw at him, and he's the reason why they play so much zone defense now because he can't cover. So. He's garbage. He needs to go somewhere. They need to find a replacement for him if I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. And if I'm anybody else out there, I'm going after him. And guess what? When they play the Bengals again, and if he's still out there on the field, and if the Cincinnati Bengals can protect, he's going to get eight alive. Because guess what? He's got to guard somebody. He's got to guard T. Or he's got to guard Jamar. Or he's got to guard Boyd. He's going to have to man up with somebody, and he's the mark out there. So... Baltimore Ravens, y'all in trouble because if the Cincinnati Bengals are looking anything like they did yesterday or the last two weeks, they might run away with the AFC North. Well, and that's why, you know, and and look, the Baltimore Ravens, they're like the sixth worst pass defense in the NFL, which is why I also didn't, you know, when the Bengals fans a few weeks ago were like, oh, we almost beat the Ravens. I don't care that you almost beat the Ravens. Your God disguises a quarterback, Joe Burrow. Did not capitalize on facing the sixth worst pass defense. Yesterday, he capitalized on facing the worst pass defense of the NFL, and we saw what happened there. Uh, but there's missed opportunities galore. I, I can't believe we're heading into week eight. We're heading into week eight. <laughs> like, this is the halfway point. We just wrapped up high school football season. Ohio State's already out of their bye week already. Like, they've already, they're already, well, they won the trap game coming out of the bye. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, but no, Cleveland, um, their season's done, right? Like, I, I am afraid to, to commit to it because I don't want it to be. But, like, it's done, right? And, like, what makes it even worse is you can't even start focusing on this. We're Usually we're used to looking at the draft. They don't have any draft picks. Right. Yet. That's where coming up uh, later on in the hour, we'll get into, you know, the Kareem Hunt and some of the names I'm hearing that the Browns are looking to shop away. The Jets, uh, with the loss of their rookie running mm. back, we'll talk about what that means for them. Maybe the Browns should try to use Kareem Hunt as leverage and take advantage of that situation. Because if the Jets were bad and they lose the guy, okay, fine, one thing. But they're in the playoff hunt. So they're wanting to remain in the playoff hunt. I, I could see Kareem Hunt as a rental going to the Jets. We'll talk about that around the corner. All right, 518-1410. Talk to Bengals. We've talked to Browns. Let's hear from uh, some of the people on hold, Kev, who we have first. Brian and Salina, line one. Uh, Salina. Oh, Brian. Brian, how are you, sir? Welcome. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Hey, thank you uh, for uh, the, the beer this past weekend, by the way. We get to Submarine House, Tim Williams and I, and she comes up, the waitress comes up and says, hey, uh, one of your listeners called in and left you 20 bucks uh, to have some beverages. And I did. I have some beverages. I had some beverages you know, that I, day. So I appreciate that. Hey, absolutely. How did I know that you guys were spending on beer? <laughs> to be fair, she said it was for drinks only, and I said, "All right, you twisted my arm." <laughs> of course, of so, course. <laughs> but thank you, thank no, you, my I, friend. Hey, no problem. I appreciate it. Um, what a great time of year, though. Like I just, you guys talking, you know, I had a chance to listen. High school football going to the playoffs. Ohio State Buckeyes really getting in the thick of things. The Cincinnati Bengals finally starting to look really good. And, uh, you know, not popular take here, but baseball's about ready to end, so I'm excited for that. Um, <laughs> You're excited uh, for it to it, end, it, right? Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you know, if baseball just didn't exist, I don't think my life would change at all. 
Um, that, that it's just not my cup of tea. But uh, no, I was really excited to see the Bengals yesterday. Um, they're finally getting more balanced on offense instead of trying to force feeding Jamar Chase all the time. Um, we're getting. I'd like to see the run game involved a little bit more. Um, but we knew what we had to do to attack that. You know, the weak secondary, and that's what we did. Having Boyd just go off like that was was really promising. Looking looking forward. Um, so I'm excited to see how that's going to go. So they win yesterday because of the pass game. I'm not going to be negative here, but again, when you think about facing better, too, like you, they've still yet to get a 100 yard performance from Joe uh, Mixon this season. Right. And, like, they're going to overwhelm teams with the pass game, but it reminds me of, like, okay, and, like, we talk, you know, Big 12 football where it's all about the offense, 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 but in the pass games, but if that run game is not established by the time they get to the postseason, and I think that's where, I mean, I think this division is theirs. I am not sold on the Ravens. The Browns, I think, are done, and there's Kev Steelers at the bottom hanging out with us, the Browns fans. Um, I just, uh, no matter how good they look in the regular season, no matter if they win this division or not, I just, I I can't see them making a run without having a run game to rely on, especially as the weather's, the temperature's starting to drop. Uh, I, I remember last year just how important Joe Mixon was throughout that playoff run at times when the pass game was not clicking on all cylinders against teams like the, the the Raiders and others. So I'm very interested to see. Maybe they're not going. I keep hearing Bengals fans, Brian, say, well, they're, they're not going to the run. They're not going to the run. Maybe that's actually smart of Zach Taylor. We're saying Zach Taylor's stupid for not going to the run. Maybe it's smart of him because he sees it in practice all week. There's not a run game to go to, and maybe that's the problem. I don't know if it's not a run game to go to. We are, I mean, Joe Mixon, he is a bell cow. Now, is he the Joe Mixon of, of last year and year before? Probably not. Um, but whenever you start getting those cold-weather games, somebody that doesn't turn the football over, somebody that's going to get you two to three yards of carry, that's what you know. That's what he did in the playoffs that really helped us out. So, you know, kind of when we talked to the Falcons with the Falcons game yesterday, we knew we could pick on that secondary, so we did. And it's kind of like when you look at the Alabamas and, and you know, Alabama especially, but Ohio State, when they play that, you know, that, that Division one double A team at the beginning of the year, let's get yourself right with some of those teams. You know, our offensive passing game really got ourselves right there. You know, when we need it, now we can have it. So when the run game isn't going, we're now in sync with our running or our passing game. And you know, we're trying to use the Falcons to kind of polish that up. Um, and then as the cold weather comes at us, we have that bell cow that we know we can get two to three yards. So the run game is not where we want it to be. But, but uh, look out for Joe Mixon in the next couple weeks. I think you're going to see him really come alive. Not next Monday, though, Brian. Not next Monday. Uh, you know, you might eat your words here. Nope, so, Brian. Nope, not at all. In fact, I will. you sent me 20 bucks. I'll send you 25 bucks back. I don't want your beer money if you're going to be calling in with this <laughs> this garbage of uh, the Browns giving up 100 yards to, to Joe Mixon. No. Uh, you know, and look, if the Browns have bought into their season being done, next Monday night could be very scary, actually. Halloween. Uh, I mean, you know, no Halloween. Intended, Absolutely. But, uh, We'll see. I'll, I might be a Cowboys fan for Halloween next Monday. I don't know. So I don't think that's any better, but that's your choice. <laughs> no, it is better right now. But, uh, Brian, I appreciate you, man, and uh, thanks yep, for the beer money this past weekend. Bye. 518-1410, that's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. Yes, like so much talk about the pass game, but I'm telling you, that run game, I, I'm, people still, I still see Bengals fans annoyed with like blaming Zach Taylor for the lack of a run game. Sometimes you don't have a run game. Right. I think it's weird that they had it last year. Joe Mixon was a top five running back last year, and now he, I mean, eight weeks in, seven weeks in, he hasn't even rushed for over 100 yards in the game. They're finding ways. He, he's making some plays here and there. But, uh, you know, has he regressed? 
I, is it him regressing or is it the play calling? I think it's him regressing. I, I just I don't think Zach Taylor's as bad a play caller as what people are making him out to be. And I laugh after yesterday. Oh, Zach Taylor, he finally made all the right play calls. You mean the play calls were executed? <laughs> That's really what it comes down to. I mean, Stefanski, same thing. Stefanski's a horrible play caller. But then when the play, when they actually execute the plays, great play call. And that's how it always goes. You like that tight end sweep? I like anything that works at this point. <laughs> 518-1410. No, no, I did not like that. I mean, my goodness, the Ravens are trying everything. Never. Why are you snapping the ball to your tight end? Don't you have a quarterback that's asking for 50 mil a year? Why are you doing that? Just saying. Trick play. You ain't doing that. You ain't handing out to the, you ain't doing that for Kelsey. They do do that with Kelsey. Name a play. Kelsey's throwing touchdown passes. Okay, yes, but like they don't do it as often as what the Ravens do. They constantly have these packages. I, you have Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, won a fifty mil a year, and he passes the ball how many times in that game yesterday? Hoofa. That guy and Lamar does not worth fifty mil a year. <laughs> I'm telling you, it you is, are the roller coaster like, the machine. More I watch the Ravens. I'm just laughing. I think it's more comical that that guy is asking for that much money. Holy moly! Believe in yourself, but my goodness. There's that. I mean, I should go to my bosses and say, I want a 4% raise or something. 518 <laughs> Kev, who we got? Uh, we got Chris, line three. All right, let's go to, uh, you said three? Yes. Chris, how are you, sir? Welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, hey. Chris, hey, are you a Browns uh, fan, hey, Bengals hey. fan? What's your I, story? I, I'm a saddened Browns fan. Oh, I can hear it in your voice. I can just tell. I can hear it. Hey, Kev, Mike Prefer is the special teams head coach, and he should have been gone after last year. Mm. Uh, special teams have been terrible. Uh, Browns need to fix that defense. One name, Mike Zimmer. Bring him in. Get rid of Joe Woods. Hey, but I kind of wanted to touch up on what you guys were saying uh, there with the whole Watson thing, which yep. I know he's not going to cover up all the problems, but look what Burrow did. I mean, a good quarterback, a good top five quarterback is going to cover up a lot of problems because they're going to put up a lot of points. Um, but this year, as you've seen, as Justin said, there's no, there was no false start. They are not going to let the Browns have any kind of attention, especially with Watson coming back. It just was not going to happen. I think if you put Andrew Barry and Jimmy Haslam in a room and took off all the cameras and no recordings, they would tell you, hey, this season might not go as, as we planned. Our quarterback's not going to be there for 11 weeks, but this is more long-term. This is about the next 10 years. And as Browns fans, we like to say that, right? always next year mm-hmm. but i do i do agree with justin i do think that you know the season's probably over i do think they're going to beat cincinnati on monday with uh them missing reader and wilson i think chubb's going to run all over him like like he always does but um i do think the season's over um but all we can hope is watson comes in and, and looks like uh watson of old now and uh by the way I just, when I see all the deficiencies on this Browns team, and you being a Browns fan, I'm not saying Stefanski is a top five coach in the NFL, maybe not top ten, but my goodness, like the hate that goes towards him for his his decisions during the game, where are you with that? I don't, I'm not saying I agree with everything he does, but I don't think there's a coach out there where I'm sitting there saying, oh man, that guy just never makes a mistake. Is Stefanski bad in your eyes? Like, I, I don't know what my vibe of him is, because I would like to see Stefanski with Watson before I make a true... Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, going one way or another as far as who he is as a head coach. I, I just need to see him with Watson first before I can truly uh, stamp my approval or disapproval for him, if that makes sense. You, you have to. So the word is is when we got Watson, that Stefanski and him sat in a room for an hour or two and was going over plays. And, you know, obviously the 250 guaranteed million is the biggest reason he came. But 
apparently he loved sitting there. He liked how Stefanski drew up, you know, how he got receivers open. He loved the run game. Nick Chubb is seeing the most loaded boxes of any running back in the league right now, and he still leads the league in rushing. You can't do that when Watson gets back. What are you going to load the box on Deshaun Watson and give him the chance to run outside or give him uh, one-on-one throws? You can't. Not only that, Stefanski was coach of the year his first year. He did that with Baker Mayfield. Look at Baker Mayfield now. He actually made us believe that Baker Mayfield was a good quarterback. You have a lot of Bengals fans saying, not us, but yes, I'm with you. They fooled me. They, they, he fooled me. So maybe I should be mad at Stefanski. But <laughs> he, he, got 11 win, he, got 11, he got 11 wins with Baker Mayfield, and he won a playoff game with Baker Mayfield in Pittsburgh. I know it was COVID year. I know there wasn't any fans. But he still got a playoff win after, what, 20 years? Probably, I think, longer. And not only that, so then you go from Baker, now you go to a backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett. You haven't even seen what this guy has yet. You don't even know what this offense really looks like until Watson comes back. Yeah, I think those guys I'm like DPJ, like it's everyone's like saying, that gotta go. like DPJ and some of these guys this season, like are they clicking with Jacoby Brissett? No, uh, but I think Deshaun could bring out Jacoby Brissett. And if not, then that's just who DPJ is, and then that's uh, that's on the Browns. But I'm with you. I just, like I said, I don't have a hard opinion on Stefanski one way or another until he has his quarterback. If this team was 2-5 and five with Deshaun Watson, I would be just destroying this team every day on this show. You and all other Browns fans would hate me so much. But they're 2-5 and five with the back up quarterback and they weren't even a playoff team last year so I'm just kind of sitting back and just waiting to see what's going on but Deshaun Watson to your point he's not going to come back and fix the defensive issues but he can kind of mask those a little bit saw what great quarterback Joe Burrow comes into Cincinnati it's not like they had no holes it's just that he kind of masks them a lot and I think that that's what uh, Watson's going to have to do too when he gets to Cleveland we'll and, see. La- and last thing Justin if you don't mind no you're good four, man. four, four losses by a combined uh, four losses by a combined nine points Deshaun Watson wins you a couple of those games. I'm just saying. No, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that Patriots loss is all on clip. My only thing with Stefanski that I got on him about, they quit on him in that game. They quit on them. The second that call was overturned and that didn't go in their favor, they, they quit. And that's the problem I had with Stefanski that day. But outside of that, they're in every game. The Bengals fans use that card all the time. We could easily be 7-0 and and you know and all that stuff. Well, the Browns could easily be 6-1 and right now, but they're not. So it is what it is. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate the comment. Thank you. 518-1410. Kev, who's up? Doug, line two. What up, Doug? How are you, sir? Close us out here. Hey, how y'all doing? Is this cool, Doug? Yeah, hey, I'm trying to give you a little optimism. All right, I need some optimism. I like this. It's optimistic, Doug. You got to look at the glass half full instead of half in. My glasses were rarely full at all this past weekend. They made me drink a lot. (laughs) Justin, all the Brown fans, if you beat Cincinnati Monday, you one game out of first place, so how you gave up on the year? One game back. At the midway point, you would be one game out of first place. You're right. And, I and thought about so it. That's hard to believe. <laughs> look at the, look at this man's face. Giving up on the season like that. You know Especially what? You... Keep going. I like I like I like how you're talking. You keep going. I, every team can go back and say they should have won this or should have won that. I understand that. But the game against the Jets is the game that's it's going to cost you if it ends up costing. All the rest of the games could have went either way, and a lot of teams can say that. But you gave the game against the Jets away. You just gave that away. The other ones were just, you know, some teams win, some teams lose, a good break and a bad break. But the way this, the, the league is right now, I don't know how you feel like you're out of it. 
Because it looks like you can play with any team in the league with, with Jacoby Prezet. I mean, you've been close in every game but one. Possibly should have won all of them. Could have lost all of them. It, it's not as bad as, as, the, as the sky is falling. Beat the Bengals, and you right there. And help is on the way. You know and what? You don't know, I don't know who Baltimore plays next week, but if they lose, you one game out of first They play Thursday night. They got the Bucks on Thursday. Uh, the Bucks is horrible, but you never know. And so I think the Ravens aren't too far off from that either right now. But uh, you know what? You are right, cool Doug. Optimistic uh, that, Doug. That, badass I Doug. I like Doug. Guy. Doug knows what he's talking about. You're right. We beat the Bengals on Monday, and we're a game out of first place. And, and it's that simple. Hey, would you to settle for that with this backup quarterback being one game out of first place? You're damn right I would. Games. Yeah. Halfway point, one game out of first place. Deshaun <laughs> coming back. In my, good for you. You did talk me I, off the okay. ledge. I like I this. Will, I will, now I got some, something else that you might like. All right. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Guys. Now, I've been listening, and what you're saying is right, and I hear so many fans of teams, and they don't want to look at their team for what it is. And, Chris, I, I watched the Buckeye game the other day, and they played real bad. The score would never tell you that they played a bad game. I would just did everything in their will to – and, and maybe the Buckeyes cost it. But they gave the Ohio State the ball like five times of their own 30, and Ohio State was getting one or two yards in their, in their possession. And for an offense like Ohio State, you have to say that was bad football for the Buckeyes. They, you have to expect more out of that offense. And Iowa was just killing them. And Ohio State looked real bad. They had 28 yards rushing and like 80 or 90 yards passing in the first half. And that's been a, a quarter for them in, in the past previous three or four games. Yeah. So, and it ain't that they ain't no good. I'm not seeing that. But that wasn't a good performance. And you, and you should at least see that. You can't always see the game like, oh, well, we won by 44. Like I heard a caller say, well, they beat them better than Michigan did. Michigan played a better game against them than, than uh, Ohio State did. You know, in my opinion, yeah. just looking at what Ohio State got and what Michigan got, Ohio State didn't play a good game yesterday. Now, hey, uh, cool, Doug. we got to hit this, uh, you know, these paid advertisements we got to get to. <laughs> but, hey, tell everyone one more time, what happens when we beat the Bengals on Monday? <laughs> You'll be one game out of first place. One game hey, out of first I'm place. I'm glad I made your day today because I know I did. Yes, you did. You did. Appreciate you. <laughs> Y'all take it easy. Hear that? What? I didn't think. Well, yeah, we we win on Monday. We're one game out. I next, like Doug. Next three games for the Browns: Bengals at Dolphins at Buffalo. What's their record in the next three? Two and one. We ain't beating Buffalo. Two and one. That's a real team. <laughs> and you know how cool Doug. You know how I know cool Doug is right. Is because if he says something like that. People just laugh it off and move on. But the second he said that, you know what? Fear went up and down the spines of all the Bengals fans. Right away, Jonathan Jeffries. I've never heard of Jonathan Jeffries. He's never chimed in on the show before. But right away, Browns fans, if, 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 then we're still a game behind. Mocking Browns fans. Why are you jumping in now? Why, why did that trigger you, Mr. Jeffries? Why did that trigger you? 
Why, why are you worried? Same you worry? reason it made you happy. Because you upset because you know it's 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 possible. It could happen. It might happen. In fact, Joe Burrow, I know he's gone and everything. He's never beat the Browns. He can't beat the Browns. Joe Burrow's great as he is. Beat Patrick Mahomes. Beats up on the Ravens. On, well, not the Steelers. He did lose to the Steelers. And he lost to the Ravens this year, too. Man, Joe Burrow, he's pretty average. He's a 500 quarterback, if you really think about it. You are, remember what's that saying? You are who your record says you are? Just saying. The Bengals are a game over 500. And next Monday, the Browns will be a game out of first place with Deshaun Watson coming in. And then, they look, look, already, the Deshaun stuff. People are already getting mad. Johnny Ortez says he's hardly done enough to warrant this elite status that y'all glamour over. If you actually look at Joe Burrow's numbers and Deshaun Watson's numbers, Deshaun's numbers are better the same amount of games into his career. Not a, that's not a shot at Joe Burrow, but if you're going to sit here and, and, and ruin my show with your Joe Burrow is great talks and try to continue this Deshaun Watson is not. Hey, if we're trying to win a human being contest, clearly Joe Burrow wins that. I mean, like he collects cans for the needy and stuff, so clearly he's better than Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying. But don't, don't, don't do that. Oh, but the, the, Joe Burrow's been to a Super Bowl. The Bengals went to a Super Bowl. The Bengals went to a Super Bowl. The Texans did not. The Bengals went to a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow took him there. The kicker got him there. 40 points throughout the playoff run last year. The defense. Mm-mm. We'll be right back. It's the Justin Kinder Show with Kevin Nash here on 1410 ESPN Radio. Kenner Show with Kev Nash, presented by Brad Mays with Home Experts Realty. Weekdays at... All right, and we are back. Sorry for the uh, little bit of a longer delay there, but we got everything back and situated. I'm Justin Kenner hanging out with you here on Dayton's ESPN radio station, 1410 Wing AM. All things uh, reaction, of course, to the Browns' uh, loss to the Ravens yesterday. The Bengals, uh, I mean, just throttling uh, the Falcons. Taking a lot of your calls. Been reading your reaction, of course, on social media. Glad to be back with you here on Dayton's ESPN Radio Station, 1410 Wing AM. So before the break, uh, a caller had called in in Cool Doug. Uh, Doug had called in because I've been Mr. Negative today. And the Browns, you know, I'm just down on my Browns. Look, the Browns have lost five straight. They're two and five. I don't really have any homerism left in me. I don't have any. There's no excuses. I mean, this is just not a good football team. This is a uh, a team that wasn't in the playoffs last year. They came into the season with the backup quarterback. I mean, we came into the season. And talking about the Cleveland Browns having the worst uh, of all the, the wide receiver units out there. The Browns have one of the worst wide receiver units out there. I think the Patriots were worse and the Giants were worth, worst. So the Browns have one of the bottom five you know, weaponry groups in football right now. And a backup quarterback. And a defense that has names on paper that, like, outside of, and look, Miles Garrett's legitimate, Denzel Ward's legitimate, but outside of those two, and I do like Arosa Koromoa, the rest, uh-uh, nope, sorry. Grant Delpit, I, I mean, these guys, like Greedy Williams, I saw the Browns are shopping Greedy Williams today. I mean, my goodness. What, I mean, you're, you're shopping them? You might as well just give them away. I'm just tired of these, these guys. These guys can't stay healthy. They, you know, the, the defense of the Browns is a mess. 
But the caller before the break called in and said, that, look, got to slow down. The season's not over. We've seen so many weird things happen. The Bengals, who have this like elite offense, they're only 4-3 and three on the season. They have proven to be an inconsistent train wreck at times. The Cleveland Browns, as he pointed out, the Browns win a week from tonight on Monday night, and the Cleveland Browns are a game out of first place. That's right. And we're just a few games away from getting Deshaun Watson back. And I think, and as I always have to do, Deshaun Watson is a scum person. Cool. We got that out of the way? We all on the same page on that? All right, cool. I, I, I have to beat you guys to the punch because you, you guys act as if that discredits anything that statistically he brings to the table. Uh, I am not condoning anything of who Deshaun Watson is. I'm just talking about who he is as a, as a quarterback. So I talked about it earlier, and someone said right away, too, by the way, that you know Joe Burrow better than Deshaun Watson. I don't think that there's anything out there outside of team success that can thoroughly say that Joe Burrow is better than Deshaun Watson. Joe, Deshaun Watson is actually uh, one of the youngest quarterbacks in the National Football League. He hasn't played in a year and a half. Okay, that's super. We've seen quarterbacks miss significant amounts of time due to injury. This dude has been out. He might be rusty because he's been out. This is not a guy that has been out due to injury. When you talk about guys being out due to injury, they're not able to train. They're not able to condition. You know what I mean? They're spending most of their time off rehabbing or just getting to the point where they could start conditioning. Deshaun Watson has not missed any time due to injury. The injury was what the rumored excuse was as to why he wasn't playing in Houston, but we all know it was the temper tantrum he was throwing behind the scenes because he wanted out of Houston, and then it backfired on him because in the middle of, of having that uh, negotiation war with the front office over in Houston, that's when all the allegations came swarming in. But, of course, right away, the you know, uh, Johnny Ortez says, you know, uh, Burrow is better uh, than Watson, and right away people have to start coming in and trying to discredit who Watson is. Like, J- Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback, but I don't think he's, for one, I don't think he's better than Deshaun. I'll take Deshaun over Burrow. When Deshaun gets back to who he is and who he was before a year and a half ago, I'll take Deshaun Watson over Joe Burrow. Deshaun Watson brings more to the table. Deshaun Watson cannot just make plays with his arms. He can make plays with his legs. He's more versatile. Yes, we've seen Burrow run. It's called running for his life. There is a difference. And luckily, the Bengals have been buttoning that issue up a little bit. Someone brought up the fact that uh, Brandon Kelty said that his numbers are not better. Burrow just tied Stafford for fewest games at 9,000 yards. So that's what makes me. So Matthew Stafford, are you saying that Joe Burrow, that Matthew Stafford's better than Joe Burrow? I mean, he did just beat him head to head in the Super Bowl, I guess. Matthew Stafford better than Joe Burrow? See, this is the thing that you guys do. You try using these weird stats that actually don't really check off anything other than you thinking you're winning an argument when really all you did was just say that Matthew Stafford... So Joe Burrow is Matthew Stafford. Now, Matthew Stafford just won a Super Bowl. Um, Joe Burrow did not. Joe Burrow actually performed very poorly. Oh, but his offensive line was bad. He was sacked 70 times last year. Joe Burrow's offensive line was bad all year. Joe Burrow just stunk it up in the biggest game of the year. That's just really what it comes down to. Let's just be real. I'm not trying to have a bash on Joe Burrow segment here, but y'all are bringing it out in me. I'm trying to enjoy the fact that a Browns fan called in and said, hey, actually the season's not over. They win next Monday night. They're a game out of first place, and the Browns are still in this division race as they're getting healthier, getting guys back. They just got to weather the storm. The Dolphins, as we saw last night, although they did look sharper after getting Tua Tungavailoa back, they fell asleep in the second half and disappeared. The Steelers had an opportunity to come back and win that. If the Steelers can have a chance to beat the Dolphins in Miami, why can't Cleveland, who is a better overall-rounded team than Pittsburgh? I'm just saying, Miami with a backup quarterback almost beat the Cincinnati Bengals. So you are telling me is just two that there's no chance that the Browns win. It's in Cleveland. 
Cleveland, outside of quitting against the Patriots, they have not been pushed around hardly at all this season. Their defense is not very good, but their offense, even with the backup quarterback, I mean, they have an identity as a run team. I, I think, and right now, that's the the weakness of the Bengals' defense right now with no DJ Reader and company. I like the I like the Browns' chances against the Bengals coming up a week from now. And for whatever reason, the Browns just seem to be that team that has the Bengals' number. They have Joe Burrow's number. But uh, Brandon Kelty, you want to talk about the numbers of Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow has, in 33 games, has 9,300 yards, 62 touchdowns, and 24 interceptions, and he's completed 68% of his passes. But there's no way that Deshaun Watson is better. Now, Deshaun Watson has thrown for 8,500 yards, okay, 1,000 less yards than Joe Burrow, but he also has 1,000 more rushing yards than Joe Burrow. So that's where those yards kind of go. And I would hope that he can have that many more, uh, you know, pass yards. Joe Burrow has thrown the ball 230 more times in 33 games than Deshaun Watson did. So I would hope that, yes, his numbers from a from a yardage standpoint, but, like, that's the thing. Like, Joe Burrow is all about the What happens when they can't afford to keep all his weapons around him, when it's just Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and there is no T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and you're having to rely on all these r- rookie wide receivers and young no-name guys? Like, what Josh Allen does in Buffalo is more impressive than what Joe Burrow does in Cincinnati. Josh Allen has Stephon Diggs and a bunch of young guys that they've had to mold and develop. That That's why I'm a big fan of what Josh Allen does over there. You just saw... Right now, Patrick Mahomes, he lost Tyreek Hill. He lost his number one wide receiver. And it's as if he's never even left. It's as if he was never even made an impact to begin with. Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the National Football League, and that's after losing arguably the best receiver in football. I mean, that's something. Joe Burrow couldn't win games until they drafted a rookie wide receiver. Patrick Mahomes loses the best wide receiver in the league, and it's as if he's never left. There's a difference there. But, yeah, don't tell me that Deshaun Watson is a nobody. This, through 33 games, they're nearly identical. And the thing that separates Joe Burrow or Deshaun Watson from Joe Burrow is the fact that Deshaun Watson can make plays with his legs. Now, Joe Burrow is not that as if he can't, but he's not as athletic. He's not as fast. He's not a, he doesn't have the ability that Deshaun Watson does. I'm all, look, Deshaun Watson, better than Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson gets his legs back underneath him, he'll pick up where he left off, and he's going to have a deeper team in Cleveland than he did in Houston, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm waiting for it, and I'm ready for him to get back because I'm tired of this uh, watching the Cleveland Browns lose games that they shouldn't be losing, and once they get a real quarterback, I'm fine with how everything's going to unravel as far as that's concerned. 518-1410, 518-1410, that's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. Uh, let's see, Jonathan Jeffries, Joe Burrow couldn't win games until he played his first full season. Okay. It wasn't about playing his first full season. Um, it was about actually giving him guys that he can throw to. Because the funny thing about that is, is when guys don't have guys to throw to, they don't look as good. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers a bad quarterback this year? No. Joe Burrow, it's just er, Aaron Rodgers. It's just not as easy to be Aaron Rodgers when you don't have one of the time, Devontae Adams. You know what I mean? Like, you take Devontae Adams away from Aaron Rodgers, of course he is going to look you know, less skilled and less talented. Aaron Rodgers, you drop. That's the thing about Tom Brady, too. You remember his last year with the New England Patriots? His very, his last play ever as a New England Patriot was a pick six against the Tennessee Titans. And we were all saying that Joe, that uh, uh, Tom Brady was washed up and that he's lost his step. No, it's that he didn't have good weapons in New England. So it started to look as if he was aging and regressing and all this stuff. Well, he was aging. He definitely wasn't regressing because then all of a sudden he goes to Tampa. He has weapons in Godwin and, and Evans and he has all these guys around him. And guess what? Now, all of a sudden, he looks like the Tom Brady of young. 
You put talent around these quarterbacks, it's amazing what they can do. And I'm always impressed with the quarterbacks who can win with less, uh, and that's something that we have not seen Joe Burrow do. When you have to take weapons away from Joe Burrow because they won't be able to afford to pay them in the near future, then I'm curious to see who Joe Burrow is. Because you've told me you can't win unless you have him. Well, you can't have him and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and a strong run game. You can't have all those pieces moving forward. So that's why they're going to pay Joe Burrow. They're going to pay uh, you know, Jamar Chase, as they should. They just better not make the same mistake the Packers did and move on from Devontae Adams because look at the impact that that's had. That hasn't been good. Aaron Rodgers, best quarterback in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like the best quarterback in the NFL because he has no one to throw to. 518-1410. Let's go to Packers fan Tim. Packers fan Tim is a good segue into you. How are you, sir? Hey, pretty good. Hey, you know, I'm not a Packers fan. I was always kidding you guys. I've always been a Joe Burrow fan. Are you changing? Yeah, Are you always, turning on I've me always... here? You you showed up. I was going <laughs> to no. say, don't do that. Those pictures. Yeah, I was going to say. You brought all no, your Packers fan pictures and everything to the show last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, I uh, have empathy for a lot of teams now, fans, just because three straight games the Packers have lost, I, that's just insane. And they've lost to some teams that on paper think, hey, these were, you're marking them off as wins. Now this week, they got to go play Sunday night football at Buffalo. They're playing the Bills at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, my gosh, this is one of the – I mean, they've lost games, but I've always felt when I get out all the stuff through the game, hey, man, they're going to win. And even after I enjoyed the game because it was close, oh, this would have happened, this would have happened, we could have won. This is a game that I, you know, of course I'm going to watch, but I'm thinking this is one that I just – you know, and I'm a true homer, but I sure wouldn't bet a penny on this one. I don't know, no matter how many points, you know, the Packers are getting. I think this is the first time since Rodgers started that the Packers have been um, double-digit uh, dogs um, going in, you know, to the, with that spread. But, you know, what I wanted to talk about, though, was just how impressed I was with the Bengals receivers and Burrow. I, NFL Plus, I put – I. Um, can watch the game, everything, replay, slow motion, oh, get yeah. coaches' views and stuff after the thing, and I like doing that. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna that I'm gonna watch the Bengals and the Browns, and then I got so enthralled with that Bengals game. Those receivers are such great route runners, all three of them. They just were so impressive, and I thought, man, I'm not, you know I think Burrow's great, anyways. I I think very highly of Burrow, you know, even. I mean, but he does have some great receivers, and I just thought, wow, I think the Bengals are really going to, um, I know it's the Falcons, but that's still, that's a big-time NFL team, meaning, you know, it's an NFL team with some big-time players, and uh, yeah, I just was really impressed with uh, Burrow and those receivers, man. I, no, and by the um, way, I'm not, I'm discrediting it, well, not discrediting it, no matter how I try to phrase it, but look, that's the where people are going to come in like me, that was the worst pass defense in the National Football League, and not just yesterday, but like statistically, they've given up yeah. more yards than anyone else in the NFL. That doesn't no, mean, though, right. as, a, as a listener said earlier, though, it's not as if every quarterback is doing that against them, but collectively, they are giving up a lot of yards through the air, and when you face a, a quarterback like Joe Burrow who can expose you for that, we've seen that. So I think right now it's a mixture of it was the wrong place at the wrong time for the Falcons because the Falcons, haven't they've been torched all season. They haven't been torched like that. The Burrow and the Bengals are ascending. They're playing their best football right now. While a lot of teams are flatlining or a lot of teams are regressing, they're one of the few teams outside of the Bills and the Chiefs that are ascending right now. Everyone else is trying to figure themselves out. So the Bengals fans should feel good about what they saw yesterday, even though Kenner's here to try to water it down. I know deep down they're ascending and playing really good football right now, something they weren't doing to start the season. Well, I'll tell you how I think the Browns could win, and they definitely have the horse to do this. The same way the Packers got beat. The Packers had the ball 
for uh, less than 23 minutes, and the um, uh, Commandos, I was going to say Redskins, Commandos had the ball for yeah. over 37 minutes. And I think the Browns could do that. I think with their running game, they could do that to Cincinnati. Because uh, they just look so – that um, passing game of the Bengals just looked incredible. I mean, the touchdown pass, not just all the yards. I'm about touchdowns. And Burrow, you know, running one in also – that's big time. That was really, I thought, big time football. But I think the Browns could win if they can just control that clock and just pound them and, you know, just keep running that ball. And they've got the guys to do it. So, hey, one other thing, good show, because you had a ton of commercials, so your boss must be very happy with you. Uh, we had a ton of commercials. I, I, minutes I, of commercials, and they're not free. Somebody's paying for them, so congratulations. Well, now, we, we actually we are filling up, and that is, a, that is a good thing. Business is very good right now, and we're excited about that. And uh, it, it's pretty fun right now. The show is, is doing really well. So, and it's because of guys like you coming out to the shows and stuff and hanging out with us and calling in and listening every day, so we appreciate that. All Especially right. Bengals fans. I love Bengals fans more than anybody, you know, because they, they, they're, they're, you know why they're the best listeners? Because I just, I mean, Tim, seriously, if there was a radio host out there that just bashed your Packers every day, would you tune in to him? Uh, probably, because he'd probably be wrong about all kinds of things. I could, you know. You ruined my point. Him. My point is, is Bengals you fans know. tune in. To, they say they hate me because I talk bad about their team, but they keep tuning in, and that's all that matters. So. <laughs> it is. All right. Hey, oh, Tim. Hey, one quick question for Kevin. One quick question for Kevin. Kevin, Kevin popped out for a second. He, Kevin popped oh, out for he? a second. Yes, sir. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, I'll put it in the Facebook thing when I get home. I want to find out if the – I'd love to see the Steelers get rid of Chase Claypool. You know, yeah. they got a couple other guys doing well. He can help the Packers. And the – uh, right now, the the Steelers are in a position. They need more draft picks. They need as many yep. uh, opportunities to improve that roster as quickly as possible, especially that offense. I would line. love so. for them to the Packers to trade for him this week. So, anyways, I'll let you go. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate you. Five one eight fourteen ten. Five one eight fourteen ten. That's the number to call and jump in on the conversation. Uh, Kev Nash will be back with us coming up here in just a few moments. But yes, uh, I mean right now. Look, I didn't even want to get into this Deshaun Watson versus Joe Burrow thing. You guys are the ones that kind of pushed it there. All right, or he has 70 total touchdowns. Uh, he has less interceptions, better completion percentage. Joe Burrow has more passing yards, but he also has 200 more pass attempts. I would hope that 200 more pass attempts, that means you're averaging a yard per pass attempt more uh, just to be able to get more. So, okay, fine. He has more passing yards. He has 200 more pass attempts through 33 games as well. I would hope that you could have with 200 more pass attempts than Deshaun Watson through 33 games. I would hope, you know, but again, Deshaun Watson's a more well-rounded football player. He can make plays with his legs. He's super athletic. He's Lamar Jackson, not as good of a runner, but he could actually pass. Someone said you were bashing Lamar Jackson. I bash Lamar Jackson because he wants to be paid like an elite quarterback who is not an elite quarterback. He's an elite. No, I'm not even going to be disrespectful call him a running back. He's a playmaker at quarterback. He can make plays with his legs. He can't make plays with his arms. Period. Or at least not consistently enough at the level of the elite dudes like the guys that we're watching and Patrick Mahomes, all right, Josh Allen, and he doesn't even look close to what we saw yesterday from Joe Burrow. Can Lamar Jackson do what Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow do? No. Joe Burrow's going to get paid 50-plus, and he deserves it. All right, uh, how about uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes? Those guys, like, Lamar's not even close to being on their level. Oh, well, they can't run like it. I don't care. If I if I need to run the ball, get a Nick Chubb. Get a Zeke Elliott. Get a Joe Mixon before 2022. Uh, stop it with that. Stop. You're not going to – the Lamar war is over. He lost. And if he gets paid, then he technically wins. But then guess what, Bengals fans? We all don't like one another that much. But you know what? Then me and you win. We should all be hoping that the Ravens are foolish enough to give Lamar that contract because that's good for us. That's a couple more wins per season. 
even though you guys have lost to them, we lost to them. But you see the point. We'll be right back. It's the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio. WING 1410 Dayton. <laughs> 